wow, what is really good? This morning, I woke up heavy-hearted with a lot of things on my mind. So I went to Twitter, and of course, I decided, because I need to become more open, that I wanted to just tweet everything that I'm feeling because I want to have my own journal of how I was feeling at that moment. So I don't know what made me decide to go ahead and talk about how I really have this deep, deep, deep support for the cancer, sickle cell anemia, and HIV AIDS community. I really have this deep thing. Number one, I've met a lot of people in my family who passed away from cancer and from HIV AIDS. And my niece well, my nephew, I'm sorry, because I'm thinking about all this family. My nephew actually suffers from sickle cell anemia. And I think about all the different reports I'm reading about what is going on in the world today. And one of the reports that I actually read on was about how African-Americans are people of brown skin color are treated differently than people who are Caucasian because of the fact that they think that we feel pain differently. And I was really touched by that, not in a good way. Like the feeling you feel when you have a weird uncle who tries to touch you in a hug for too long and you're like, Uncle Pete, like this hug is 10 minutes past go like maybe not 10 minutes but it's it's two seconds and 25 seconds past go okay I'm making up numbers and it's not making sense but seriously I really feel like number one we don't open up the discussion about AIDS or HIV or you know how it affects the communities we don't think about how our communities are affected with sickle cell anemia when i say our community i'm talking about the african-american community now don't get it twisted the african-american community the africans us black folks we're not the only people who suffer from the sickle cell anemia affliction there are many people but it's stigmatized that we are the only ones and it's a black people disease (laughs) that's incorrect there's no such thing as a black people or black person's disease and the reason why I'm opening up about these three particular diseases is because they affected my family and some of them affected quite a few members of my family and I really feel like it's a big big deal that we talk about it the paranoia of number one having HIV or AIDS or being around someone who has it is 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 just a big issue and I think with a, with a lot of these movies that are coming out now um, in the last 10-15 years talking about a lot of the big rock stars who died of HIV AIDS and some of the big celebrities like Charlie Sheen who have came out saying that they're HIV positive it really puts a big eyeball um 
objective on that particular disease. And it's good. It's great that people are actually opening up their eyes. Because let's be real, there are many people who are living very long, very healthy lives with that disease. Hell, there's a woman, I mean, there's, you know, back to sickle cell anemia, there is a woman who is like 90 years old who's had sickle cell anemia her whole entire life. I think we need to open up about these topics more. So today, that is what our show is going to be about. Yo, what is good? I am Latoya Shari, and I am super enthused about this next part of my life. I have been wavering on fear for the longest, and I no longer want to be there. And I want to take you guys on my journey with me through my podcast and my YouTube to show you about how I grow in my life and go on my journey to the pursuit of happiness. This is my happy place. Smooches! Toya Shari, the Jersey B, the soups excited hustler. And I'm soups excited more than Campbell's to give you this opportunity to give me this opportunity to be able to talk to you. That sounds crazy. Doesn't make sense, but let's just go with it. Anywho, um, I really am so glad to hit you guys again at episode 21 episode 21 of this is my happy place podcast and i thank you so much to people who have been listening to the podcast and i also thank you so much to people who have been able to follow me on instagram and twitter and hit me up on youtube thank you and it is much appreciated all right so let's get into the coffee Today, I really woke up, like I said, with a heavy heart thinking about the fact that there have been a lot of things that have been afflicting my family for quite some time. Um, I've had a few family members pass away whom I never got to even know. My birth mother who passed away from from HPV, my my biological sister, my sister um, who passed away from AIDS. And I've had family members who passed away from AIDS and family members who passed away from cancer. Uh, My aunt passed away last year from cancer. Um, So, and then I had an aunt struggling with it. And then I now have an aunt who has just gotten, found out that she has full-blown AIDS. And why is it such a big concern? I'm not going to lie. The fear, the stigma has rained on my heart. There have been nights where I've stayed up worrying about it because I think about all my family members who got it. I remember, you know, my aunt, my an aunt who passed away from AIDS 
um, or that's not my cousin. I'm trying to think. I think she was my cousin. Um, she passed away from AIDS, and you know they said it, but they really didn't talk about it. And see, I was so young, I was probably not around the discussion, but I hear this discussion now. And sometimes when people talk about it, they're like, oh, she slept with such and such and such. And that's why she got blah, blah, blah. And that's not really true because there are people who, you know, slept with one person one time, maybe even their first time and contracted the disease. There are people who are born with the disease. There are people who, you know what I mean, were raped. There were an unfortunate circumstances. So we have to keep our mind open. We hear about certain things with superstars and the media about people who really didn't know and understand the disease when it first came out and when it was first hitting the um, the media and, it, and they were trying to figure out what was this really rare disease that was killing all these people. And now it's been years later and we know what is going on. We understand what is going on. For the most part, some of us do. Not all of us, because there are still some people who don't know, who have blind ciders on. When my uncle passed away from that disease, he didn't even know he had it. But the truth is, I mean, he didn't know what it was, what it was. And I'm like, how could you not know when you were alive in the 80s? You know what I'm saying? When you were alive in the 70s, when you were alive in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? Like, then I had to realize that, you know, there are things that I probably know about that other people don't know about, but there are things in other countries that they know about because it's widely known that I probably don't even know about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really know that much about, you know, yellow, yellow fever or mad cow disease. Like, I really don't know that much about it. And I feel ignorant to that. I can't really talk that much about it, but I think when I found out that my family was diagnosed quite a few of them with some of these diseases, like I learned up on sickle cell anemia because I want to know, because this is my family. I want to know what they're going through. I want to be there. Me being adopted and not having that time to really be around my biological family and even my adoptive family, because I was moving around. It was more just me and my dad, my adoptive dad all the time. And then it was me and my mom. And we went to family trips when my adoptive father, father died and I moved to Florida and I got to be around them. But then I moved because it was just too much going on over there. Um, I really didn't get that time to really connect with the family as much as I would have liked to. So it didn't allow me the space to um, get that real homey family feeling. So sometimes I do over 
do things when it comes to learning about my family or, you know, being a part of what's the discussion going on in my family sometimes because I really want to make up for lost time, which you can't do that. I mean, it is what it is. And in that research and that need for wanting to be a part of and wanting to understand my family and have real empathy and sympathy, love and support for them, I found out a lot of things about cancer and, you know, <laughs> cancer and HIV AIDS and, and sickle cell anemia. You know, another thing that I truly worry about too is dementia, diabetes. These are some of the things I am passionate about. Like, you know, poverty, ho- poverty, obesity, homelessness. There's a lot of things that I'm truly, truly passionate about. And I think there needs to be an open discussion, especially in the African-American community not because we're the worst off in the world when it comes to some of these diseases but because I believe 100% that we have a big opportunity to turn it around for us I believe that I that I see the statistics and I believe that sometimes as moms And as fathers and as custodial parents, we let the ball drop because we think, oh, that's not happening here. That's not happening in our neighborhood. You know, that can't happen to our family. And when it does, everybody is like, they're either, you know, shocked or they already knew. But instead of like, like putting forth the motion to like, say, I look I support you, blah, 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 I'm there. They kind of just shun the family a little bit. Or even if they don't shun them, because fortunately we have supportive family members in my family, they still are kind of ignorant to the fact that, you know, you don't know what happened with that person. So don't really judge them because at the end of the day, you don't understand. And then there's the family member who it's happening to. Sometimes they might not take care of the situation as well as they should have. And the other family is worrying and it happens, you know, it happens, you know, me, I myself am suffering from obesity and that's a big passion project. That's why my goal for next year and big on 2020, but before 2020 starts to really start, exercising, eating healthy, going to the gym and doing better because obesity plagues a lot of us. It really, really does. And, you know, we don't talk about it because it's like, oh, you're just eating to be eating. But a lot of that stems from, you know, issues that happen from childhood that we don't talk about. So we try to eat the pain that's eating us. You know what I'm saying? And at this point in my life, I'm like, yo, I'm not about to let any of my demons from the past get the victory over me. I am from New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? The the home of the Jersey devil. We don't, we don't do that. We have to get over and become the best. You know what I'm saying? We are underestimated and, 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 and down for whatever. And we know what it is. And, and, but it's bigger than that though. Because when you're hurting, 
You don't hear that voice in your head. You hear, why did my daddy say this? Why did my mother say this? Why was my father not there? Was I good enough for my mother to, to adopt me? A lot of these voices plagued in my brain. And it caused me to have the issue with obesity. And that's why I'm working to stop this. But I'm also working on how can we open up a discussion and a dialogue about these diseases that plague us, these diseases like and issues like depression that, that plague us in our communities. Like instead of hiding it, we need to talk about it. Like we're strong. We are strong women. We are strong men. We are strong. Well, you guys are strong. (laughs) Men, you guys are strong. As African-American or people of color, we are very strong because we have to deal with a lot of stuff. But our nerve endings aren't aren't different than, than others. We still feel pain. It is intense pain what people go through when they have some of these diseases. And I think we need to open up a dialogue about getting more people to understand that we are human and we feel the same thing even though we can even though we have to deal with racism you know women may have to deal with you know african-american women have to deal with racism and sexism brown-skinned women and yellow-skinned women have to deal with racism and sexism it doesn't make us less you know, you know, less able to feel pain. I mean, I I don't know where they got that from. I mean, it sounds like something from, you know, the olden age where they used to think that Africans were part ape and we're only three fourths human. Like, it sounds like that. It sounds like that. Like, it's, it's, it's a real discussion that needs to be talked about. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, we don't really get into that as much as we should and I feel like it should be a constant discussion about diseases that plague our communities and even you know not even just the African-American brown yellow communities we need to have this discussion in all families because it's something deep like why would you want to hide that from your from your family or from your friends you know it's just it's Ooh, it's something that I'm really like passionate about. It's very passionate about. As I'm sitting here and as I'm as I'm you know, looking across my Twitter notifications and thinking about what I can do on Instagram and what I can do on YouTube and what's the next, you know, um, next thing I'm going to write about for the blog or what's the next book I'm going to write about to put out. I'm sitting here thinking about the real importance of like the, the dialogue that goes on in our families about these issues and like why don't we want to talk about them why why is why are we so afraid to talk about them like seriously like 
especially HIV AIDS. Like, we don't even, like, if you say that, people think you're going to get cursed like it's a voodoo word. Like, ooh. Like, I was literally having, <laughs> I was having a conversation with my brother, like, 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 maybe eight months ago about this when we were talking about our sister because he didn't even know what was going on and you know he didn't even know what was going on with our sister he thought something else happened to her and so I who hadn't been in the family just came back in you know what I'm saying finding out from our, our oldest brother you know our second oldest brother what happened you know what I'm saying I'm telling my brother and he was like oh don't say that word I had to go sanitize myself and I ain't gonna lie I don't like people say that word either because it does freak me out you know what I'm saying not because I feel like you can just get it because I know you can't just get it because it hurts so bad to know that your family suffered like that that plays a role in my conscience all the time and I think the biggest reason for me that it plays a role on my conscience with my sister more than anybody else is because I only met her one time, you know? Like, only one time. That's my sister. You know, she called me her baby. She told me she loved me. And I love her. And I always have this memory of her beautiful, I mean, like she has a beautiful like she had a beautiful spirit and a beautiful personality and a beautiful smile and she really just ugh, made me feel so good like feel like you know I felt protected around her like I didn't get a chance to meet my birth mother in person I only got a chance to talk to her on the phone so it was the closest thing I had to seeing my mother and when I saw her, we had this, like, like, like a, you know, a quick little discussion, getting to know each other, you know, and I, I hoped it was going to be the first of many, you know, I wasn't thinking about that, I wasn't thinking, but I remember our conversation, and distinctly, I remember her saying, you know, I used to be bigger, like, my brother told me, like, we all have a bunch of big people in our family, but our sister got bigger, and then when Miriam came around, she was like, yo, you know, I used to be bigger, but you know what I mean? I just lost weight. I was saying, you know, I'm doing what it is. I'm like, that's what's up, sis. And I always thought about that for years. I was like, yo, I need to lose weight and get done. Like my sister, my sister do this. So I can make her proud every day thinking about that. Didn't even know that she died like a year and a half after I left. And I always thought about that. And I always found it suspicious. Because I always thought deep down I knew. You know, and I didn't want to know it. But I had a gut feeling and I knew. So when my brother told me I cried, I heard I was devastated, but I knew. It took a second. Like when he told me I was real calm, I was cool, I was hurt. But I had nightmares for nights. Because I remember seeing what my aunt or my cousin, I think she's my cousin, went through. And I remember how skinny she was and how much she suffered and it just think that I was my sister going through that just brought pain to me and I wonder like if that dialogue was opened up before did she think about it did she know you know I mean it just made me wonder and that's why I feel like 
It's a big deal to have that discussion. Not even just before it happens, but when it happens. To prevent it from happening again. And also to show support. Support is so very important in family. You know what I'm saying? Just show support. So, yeah, um, I really, I feel like somebody really needs to hear this. I don't know who it is. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're from, but I want you to know that no matter if you are going through some of these diseases or something else, or if your family member is going through it and you don't know how to deal with it or you want support for them, you be that support. And know that I support you. I really want to hear about people's stories. And and really know what they're going through. I 100% support you. I love you. I care about you. And I want to be there. And I feel like it's important for you to support others. And understand that this is a very big issue that we don't talk about. Very many of these issues we don't talk about. And I really feel like it's important to get the word out that, yo, you should love all people no matter what and understand that they did not ask for these situations to happen. You have to be supportive and know that it's not an easy thing to go through. They might make it look easy, but it's not. The best thing you can do is love them, have empathy, sympathy, um, and compassion, 100%, 110%, you know what I mean, 400%, you know what I mean, 410% of compassion, love, support, empathy comes from me, and I pray that if you hit me up on Latoya Shari at Instagram, on Instagram, I mean, look, I am Latoya Shari on Instagram, or Latoya Shari on Twitter and tell me your story I would love to hear about it I really want to support you um, I really would like to interview somebody who is going through something like that um, to really know their story to show that I support you and to really know um, that we're talking about this making this a discussion because it really needs to be a discussion you know and if it wasn't you know, for my reaffirmation, because at first it started out as a Twitter um, topic that I was thinking about this morning, and I just kind of popped it off. But when I saw the headline that Jonathan Vanessa has HIV and he came out about his story on the New York Times, I was like, "Yo, I really need to talk about this. Like, this really need to really need to be talked about." And, and some other platforms and just continue the discussion as much as possible but yes I don't watch Queer Eye um, I think I need to take some time and go ahead and watch it um, I've watched Queer Eye from the straight, eye, straight guy you know maybe, maybe one time um, but it's been a long time since I actually watched it um, and I honestly thought then it was dope 
but now today I really want to take some more time to really learn more stuff about it because I'm pretty sure they have a bunch of things that I can learn that I don't know um but I want to give my support to Jonathan Vanessa um about coming out about his disease and I I'm so thankful he did it because that allows other people to come out about it. And I want people to come out about sickle cell and come out about, you know, HPV and all that good stuff. And yeah, I know it's a hard thing because you worry about the stigma and what people say, but forget about them. What the fudge? They don't, they don't have no bearing over your life. If this is happening to you, you talk about it so you can motivate other people to let them know it's okay that you can make it too. And even if they don't have it, you can motivate people to support other people we can get more money funded for these diseases and find a cure for these diseases and open up discussion and dialogue about these difficultly afflicting diseases for these people well i'm so glad that you guys listened to me and i'm so thankful remember that if nobody else tells you this today I love you, and I always will. I appreciate you. You can hit me up on Instagram at Latoya Cherie, at I am Latoya Cherie. I'm sorry. And you can hit me up on Twitter at Latoya Cherie. And I will be so thankful and appreciative for you, for the follow, for the um, direct message, whatever the case may be. I appreciate you so much. Smooches. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast or my YouTube episode. I appreciate your listenership. And if you liked it, please like and subscribe and also comment down below. Don't forget to hit me up on Instagram. Soup Mooches. Bye.